On this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast, I'm going to be revisiting the topic of the e-commerce growth triangle. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kune, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So the inbound marketing strategies have you been Amazon. Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hello, 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 everybody. This is Kune Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the podcast dedicated to strategic growth for online retailers. You, my listeners, either ask me questions or I choose a topic which I think will grow your online store and I would just, you know, flesh it out on every single episode. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the e-commerce growth triangle. Now, a while ago, probably a year ago, I talked about the e-commerce growth triangle and um, I pretty much tried to flesh out what it takes to build very scalable e-commerce business. And there were kind of three key level points. So in the on a triangle, there, you know, there are obviously three sides of a triangle. And um what I talked about at the time was that um if like you excelled in two out of three characteristics, three key components in the e-commerce growth triangle, you will succeed. And if you have all three sections in, or if you extend in all three areas of the e-commerce growth triangle I'm going to talk about, you will thrive. You'll thrive as an e-commerce business. So what are the three sections I talked about initially? I talked about the fact that um, you need to um, be vertically integrated or full stack e-commerce business where you own manufacturing, where you control manufacturing, where you're not a merchandiser, where you're not necessarily selling other people's brands. So a lot of e-commerce businesses that have been fast growing, you think about like the Dollar Shave Club, you think about Warby Parker, you think about Bonobos, um, you, you, you will notice that they all own their manufacturing. They don't necessarily own the manufacturing plants, but they own their brands. They order from, from, from factories rather than, you know, buy from other brands. So that's one key component, which, which is really, really key where you own your, your, your value chain. And it just simply means that, um, you, you're, you're first off an innovative company. You know, so when I mean you're an innovative company, you're developing your products. Okay. You're developing products and you're bringing products to market, basically. You understand what the market wants and you select a, a niche and, and you, you you dominate. Well, you, you select that niche, you, you manufacture, you bring that product to market, you get feedback, you improve on your products and you 
you know, you keep selling. So, so that's the, the first one bit in e-commerce called triangle, which, um, if you have, you know, you, you, you already, if, if, if you control and you have, you know, um, you're already onto something. Now, the second sort of, um, you know, um, key pillar I, I talked about in, in the e-commerce growth triangle is the retention element. And what I call, in, in my book I'm writing, I, 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 I talk about the replenishability. There's no such word as replenishability. Well, I'm going to seize or own that word. Hopefully it gets into the Oxford Dictionary. But the replenishability of your product, how replenishable is your product? Right, and if your your product has element of replenishment in it, so think about if you're into apparel, right? So people do change their clothes, but how often would people change their clothes? So fast fashion has that replenishability. However, the average order value and the margins are low. So you know, girls may want to change their outfits every season or probably every month. And, and so the replenishability for a fast fashion, you know, business, you know, is is there. However, how agile is your manufacturing, right? So you might say, oh, I'm, I'm going into fast fashion, you know, I'm, I'm having a very high replenishability rate, right, in terms of the cycles, the buying cycles of your customers. But if you're not... Um, if you're not agile with regards to bringing products to market, then that is actually even going to cause a lot of issues to your business. Okay, so you you need to think about the replenishability, the the cycles. You know what what are the buying cycles from the buyer side? When I mean the buying cycles, um, obviously I mean you know how often would people buy? So if you if you would people come to buy from you? So if you really say sell high quality, good tasting coffee, right? And um, you you sell, say, a 12 ounce bag or a 250 gram bag or whatever. Um, if you're to sell, you know, that, you, you know that, you know, people will take, uh, an average customer will, will drink, you know, two cups of coffee a day, you know. So by the end of a week, they're going to buy another bag or, you know, they're likely going to buy five bags for a month and they're going to come back the following month to buy another bag. But the key thing is to get them hooked. And when you get them hooked, it, you know, it's it's like they're minting you, you know, your 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 cash and your, your profits, basically, because they're just coming over and over again. So long as you maintain that product quality and you always drive the value in your marketing messages to them, you're not it's not going to cost you much to acquire, you know, them. Okay, so so that's another very important you know element in terms of replenishability, and you know various products have different cycles, and I always say in life there's always a rhythm. You need to understand that rhythm. You need to predict that rhythm from start when you're building out your 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 e-commerce business, or if you're running you know a six or seven figure e-commerce business and you're thinking about scaling, you need to understand these cycles. You know this rhythm, this buying rhythm cycles. Um, in the kind of products you sell. And um, if you're a startup, I would always advise that you think about, you know, the replenishability. When are people going to come back for a re-up? One of the reasons why drug dealing is so huge is people come for a re-up. People come for, for a fix, right? So um, 
you want to have that drug dealer effect if I was going to, you know, um, put that in, in words in your product, you know, your product should be like a, a, a drug, you know, a hook, not in a negative way where they're addicted, but, you know, a positive habit. Okay. And um, if that is entrenched into your product, um, then you you have that replenishability. Once you get people to to, to test and experience your product and your product is as high quality as I think you will build it, then what you 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 create is that loop, right, of people to coming in, you know, coming into to your to your store. So so that's a retention element. And then the third element is the the word of mouth referral element. And this is enabled by a viral loop, which you could engineer yourself. And then um, you could also, um, it could also be organic. Um, this, it becomes organic for really, really clever, brilliant brands. I'll give you an example. One of the episodes, which is episode 29, I interviewed the chaps at... Um, so just check out episode 29 of the 2X e-commerce podcast show. It was Lost My Name. And um, there were a personalized children's storybook that had been um, just on the market for two years. And they'd hit about $15 million in revenue, which was about, at the time about 10 million pounds in, in revenue um, for, for, for 12 months, really. So what actually they'd sold 600,000 copies, which equated to you know $50 million in, in revenue. And um, it was a digital product, but it was a personalized digital product where you put your child's name and it creates a very unique alphabet driven um, story about your child based on the characters. And the characters are basically every single alphabet in, you know, the book. And it just creates a really personalized, you know, um, experience based on your child's name. And um, it was not like you could buy the book over and over again. They control the entire supply chain. However, because of how exciting the business model you know, was how exciting the, not the business model, the, the product is, you know, the product is, you know, quite unique to the market. It had this organic word of mouth, you know, um, loop, a word of mouth characteristic to it. And customers naturally will, they will naturally, you know, tell their friends about, you know, the book went, if they received it as a gift or, you know, if they just discovered it via Facebook and had that, you know, you know, um, yeah, that wow effect, if, if I was to, to put it that way. Um, just to correct myself initially, it did also have some repeatability because if, you know, you bought it for your child as a gift or, or whatever, just bought it as your child, you're more likely going to buy it as a birthday present for your child's friend because it's so unique. It's so exciting. So the success of that particular business was down to the product, right? So what you need to think about while you're, optimizing your business is you really need to think about um, how you're going to create that wow, you know, effect within the products you sell. This works particularly well with businesses that sell single products or a suite of single related products. That way you could actually focus in and optimize the product. It's almost like a SaaS business. So if, um, say um, a shaving stick company um, selling shaving sticks to men on a subscription basis was you know trying to engineer the word of mouth into into their product you could think about um, personalizing your shaving sticks you could you know think about infusing something right within the customer experience process that would gear 
your existing customers to talk about your product. You know, when, you know, they're in a dinner party, I call it the dinner party effect. Or, you know, if they were in, you know, they, they were just casually talking to, to, to their mates or colleagues at work. So you, you need to figure that out. Now, what makes a very optimal business? A business that's vertically integrated, um, a business that had, has retention within its products, you know, high cycle, high retention cycles, and a business that, had, that has word of mouth, you know, um, a product that has word of mouth really embedded in it. If you look at any single product, any single successful e-commerce business that has been on the show or that um, you've read, they will have either two of these or three of this these, you know, in, in their, in their model, they, they, they would have retention, word of mouth, and they would own their product. Now, what I want to talk about today is, uh, still within that triangle, you know, framework, but now a pyramid, a pyramid framework. And, um, I've put together an e-commerce growth pyramid now, which pretty much gives you the steps you need to actually become a 10 million dollar plus, you know, you know, company, 10 million pound, you know, plus company and beyond. Okay. And how that works is we, it's, it's pillars. It's, it's set into about six stages, six stages of growth, right? And here's how it works. So at the baseline, at the baseline, it's really the product market fits, you know, scenario where you have the foundational full stack company. So, you know, just going back or tracking back to what I said, a vertically integrated company. So you have a, you have a business that has a full stack, you know, vertically integrated base. Okay. And then the next step of the pyramid is you um, have figured out an affordable way to acquire customers. So your customer acquisition cost, your CAC, uh, as it's called, is been figured out. Now, what you find is businesses that hit the $1 million revenue point, what you find is they figured out CAC for a channel. A certain channel is working, you know, so whether it's, you know, Facebook advertising or, you know, Google AdWords, it works. It really works, you know, so it's working for them and they're able to acquire customers efficiently and the sales are coming in or whether it's even Amazon, you know, if you found a mark channel and the sales are coming in and they're probably a single channel or a triple channel business. So they, they rely on one primary channel or maximum three channels for 80% of their business. Okay. And that will take you to seven figures. In some instances, it might take you to mid seven figures. If, you know, if you have competencies in manufacturing your products at really low cost, so that would enable you to know, acquire customers cheaply. Now, the next stage is delighting customers. So you've acquired the customers. Um, have you sort of embedded a really exceptional customer experience through the acquisition process? If you haven't, then it's going to pose an issue. Okay. So you, you need to delight the customers, you know, when they come in the door. So, so those first 10,000 customers you ever acquire, you know, must have a very optimal experience. You treat them really, really well. All right. From there, that treatment, that, that positive experience will, will, will lead on to retention. So you creating that retention engine. Okay. You having um, win back campaigns, you having reminders, you implementing personalization to, to bring them back 
to to purchase again. And this is assuming that your products, you know, at the base level, your products at the base level are full stack, um, not just full stack, but have um, replenishability. That's my word um, in in place. So once you have that replenishability, then you you need to build your retention engine, which would be um, a form of retain of you know personalized emails and win back campaigns, which I will be putting the course together you know um, about. It's a very 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 key thing in growing your business. Once that is sorted, once the customer experience and the retention engine is, is is sorted, you now need to start to create an army of advocates, so word of mouth warriors, and you also probably need to tap into the press to amplify your story, amplify your value proposition. You need more mouths, you know, talking about you, being representing your business on the outside. Whether it's even TV advertising, you need to get, you need to be very aggressive with telling your story, which is, you know, creating a very scalable, you know, viral loop enabled um, word of mouth strategy. Now, um, once you've achieved that with social, with PR, it's international expansion. You rinse and repeat everything I just said to a new market. You start to chase a new market or you extend sideways to 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 a to a sideways product. So if you're a single product, you think about another product and then you build that up again or you um you go international. So so that is that's it really. Hope you guys found today's episode interesting. Um, on the next episode, I will be talking about e-commerce growth models and how to categorize, you know, e-commerce growth models. Do have a good one. And until the next show, keep selling profitably. All the best. Bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2xecommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.